By pressing play, you've been transported to Escape Velocity, where the random and ridiculous thoughts expressed here do not reflect the views of the store or the employees. There will be no apologies for the things said today by your hosts and their guests. With that being said, enjoy the experience. ago i tell you and we haven't been able to fill those positions since what the actual fuck right and i've got about 15 officers who delegate stuff to me in terms of new accounts mm-hmm. and agreements and services and i'm whew. so you're you're having a time i am and then i got in an accident last week so my car is totaled fuck so okay dealing okay. with some real great stuff right now i'll tell you when i get to the fun did parts. you get cursed by chance did I get cursed? Yeah, it sounds like it, it doesn't. It sounds like you might have. <laughs> it's a very good Did chance. Did you end up dancing with a homeless woman outside, you know, maybe singing something in uh, Russian? You know, I don't recall, but this could be possible. I might not have you been, might not have been in, the, yeah, in yeah. the vicinity of that occurring. However, I was probably at home getting cursed. See? Mm. And if you do it in a dream, it might, it might it, it, you know, hey, who knows? That's probably what happened. I'm waiting for the third thing to go wrong, so. What about you, Eddie? Well, I worked a lot this week. I have two jobs. I just started my second one. So, yeah, it's a lot going on. (laughs) I went out on Sunday night, though. Went to the Chiba Bar here downtown. Mm -hmm. Had a really great time there. We made up our own trivia game that nobody was good at. Well, yeah. That is absolutely correct. Kelsey was there. We all had a blast. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kelsey? This time they didn't play Moana on the TV screen, so I was a little disappointed. But they had Dragon Ball Super on. Okay. Because y'all watched like the first seven episodes. It's basically the Japanese version of Moana. Don't do that. I did. But don't. Well, here we are. How dare you? I know. For real. It's here. There's no wishes being granted. Not today. It's disrespectful. It should be. we just leave it? I think we should just leave it. Okay. Okay, uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just came back like a boomerang. I swear to God. <laughs> Goku did not take back the heart of Tafiti. Yeah, that was like the whole plot of uh, Dragon Ball Z, right? All right, let's just go ahead and jump in. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the moments between episodes where Goku has to level up to be worthy enough to bring back the heart of the island of his people. That's the plot, right? (sighs) Anyway, today we are talking about some important women in Marvel Comics, uh, villains, heroes, uh, people in between, like those moments in between I just talked about. I, as always, am Daniel. Sitting across from me is... Kills for show, a.k.a. No Emma, all frost. I hate it. (laughs) Uh, Today, Michelle is not with us. She is out about in the world and in your hearts. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. You're probably listening thinking, God damn it, those guys are fucking up. (laughs) But it's okay. Uh, joining us today, we have... Leslie, what's up? Yeah, Leslie, we've seen you before. Not Maybe not on this show, but no, a different show. on Kelsey's yeah. podcast. This is my first visit to the Escape Velocity podcast. Well, we're glad you can escape with us. Exactly, and that other podcast is Yo, Where the Captions At. That's oh, a great show. You might, cool. you might notice my voice is a little different on that one. Yes. Yeah, this yes. is this is my escaping voice. Exactly, the big boy voice. Yeah, I, I don't use my other voice on that one. Word. Yeah, it's, it's but you weird. still can hear you, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll never know what that voice sounds like unless you come find me in public. Oh, I'm waiting. Uh, also joining us today, we have another guest. Hi there, I'm at Leahy. Yep, I'm here. 
<laughs> I am here for the podcast. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. So, um, obviously, you're having some good times, some bad times. This is a weird week for everyone. True that. But we're not here to talk about that. Keep your shit to yourself. Um, today, we are talking about some amazing women. Kels, can you uh, set up the, the topic for us? The topic? Yes, we are going to talk about some marvelous women. Oh. They hail from mostly the 616, the main Marvel universe, but... A co- but of course, with Marvel, you have different branches, different alternate realities and timelines. Yes. So we're just going to talk about our favorite heroines and vixens, villains, and some people, like Daniel said, some anti-heroes, and some that just teeter. Then you have some women that are literally just forces of universal yes. nature. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Okay, and, and I, we have to say, we are recording at Escape Velocity Comics. As always, our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions uh, in this show do not represent that of Escape Velocity and staff or any of the sexy people that walk in here and... Uh, Look at the books. These are our own ideas. We're just a bunch of assholes who come in here, get naked, and talk to you over the air. So, Kelsey, set us up and uh, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about your choice today. Well, my choice is none other than the radioactive heroine herself who hails from Earth 65 or 65. It's for, usually oh, called 65, right? 65. I don't know. That sounds like music. a rapper. I know. I fuck with rap music. <laughs> but she's Earth no snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but she's no snitch. She's no rat. She's more of a, a rat nid, if I will. Oh. The one and only Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. <laughs> he yes. went there. Yeah, he went there. He did. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I'll go back. Baby. Now, there, there was a time in Marvel where they took Gwen Stacy, who was a character who... Uh, died. <laughs> died. She snapped her. She snapped her own neck, right? No. Um, Green Goblin dropped her from the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. Spider Man leaped off the building, tried to web her feet, and doing that, the whiplash, boom, snapped her neck, and she was like one of those first deaths in the Marvel comic books that was significant and stuck around for a long time. And her whole, I don't know, her whole legacy has always been like more or less the girlfriend that died that helped mm. Peter grow and mature into a more of an adult. So they kind of fridged her. Yes, they definitely fridged her for sure because that's what I always associated with was mm-hmm. the death. Like that's why one of the things I wish I wasn't that much in the comic books when Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Right, because right. just seeing that happen on the screen that would took me by surprise because the girlfriend never really dies. Like they always save the girl. And Emma, um, Emma Stone, Emma Stone dying. Exactly, that I'm makes saying, everyone sad. Exactly, I'm watching it like, damn, if I didn't know this was gonna happen. Well, happened. This shit would have broke me, mm-hmm. but I knew it was coming. I just wanted to see how it would play out. But um, that's okay, yeah. Eventually, okay. I'm sorry. Eventually, they unfree, they unfridge her, they take her yeah. out, and now she's everywhere. Exactly because um, Spider Gwen, the character, debuted in Edge of Spider Verse number two in 2015. I bought the comic because it was part of the Spider Verse um, mm-hmm. crossover event. I was like, all right, let me start buying these because Marvel always, always does the crossover, so I had to get the tie-in issues. I'm like, oh shit, Gwen Stacy's back. But she's a Spider Woman. And what grabbed me the most about that was the fact that the costume, the costume was so unlike anything it was really else. Cool. It was dope. You know, you think Spider Man, you think traditional webbings, mm-hmm, red, mm-hmm. blue, maybe black, the um the spider emblem. Gwen had literally none of that besides the little bit of black in it. It was yeah. white, the turquoise on her shoes, the pink going off. She had a little built in hoodie, uh-huh. which was dope as fuck. And then reading the comic book, she comes on this almost New, not New York, almost like a Neo New York type of, a little more vibrant. The hell was Neo New York? Was that like Neo New York? Neo New York, New York, New York, New York. Neo. Can we just call it New York? No, it's Neo. 
New York because it had almost that slight futuristic aspect to it. I'm going to keep calling it New York. You can call it wherever you want to. It ain't going to change <laughs> the fact that it's Earth 65, baby. But um, so they had that aesthetic to it and she was kind of snarky. Mm-hmm. Remind me a lot mm-hmm. of Veronica Mars. And she and one of the dopest thing about her too, like she was a drummer in a band called Mary and the James. And Mary Jane was the lead, um, lead singer in the group. And then she also was joined by Betty Bryant, another... Um, Spider-Man staple, mm-hmm. um, and the other one was it wasn't Felicia Hardy, but anywho, it was another <laughs> it was another character from uh, Spider-Man supporting cast, and they all had their own girl group, and I fuck with Josie and the Pussycats, so I actually like that angle. And then you had Felicia Hardy that was in it; she was also um, black in this universe, and her name of her band was Felicia and the Black Cats. So it played into that whole mm-hmm. dynamic. Not only are they rivals in the story, they're also rivals uh, with the band. So it's okay. kind of like some Scott Pilgrim shit, too. Which is great. Exactly. And on top of that, the reason she became Spider-Gwen in this universe is because uh, Peter Parker, instead of being bit by a spider, he took Doc Connor's serum, the lizard serum, and perfected it as a science project. Of course, Peter was still a bullet, uh-huh. being bullied because he was a nerd. Took it, turned to the lizard. Gwen being bit by a spider didn't know that it was Peter fought the lizard defeated the lizard then he changed killed back the lizard and killed the lizard changed back and changed back into Peter Parker and that destroyed her world because she literally just killed one of her best friends and all he was trying to do was be a hero and use his smarts for the right but somehow it all went wrong and that drove her to be the dedicated hero okay she is now and Potentially in another universe, her and Miles get together and have two interracial babies that also spider people, which is always dope. Yeah, they, they've got a spider ham living with them, which is yes. like the character I would be, but you know. Exactly. Yeah, okay, so what about this character stands out to you? Why Why did you pick Spider-Gwen? I picked Spider-Gwen because she just brought a fresh air into the mythos of Gwen Stacy. And, and like when our, our 616 Spider-Man, the OG Spider-Man, sees Spider-Gwen in the Spider-Verse. He throws up. He throws up. He's like, oh shit, I can't do it. <laughs> like, he's literally been through dimensions, being killed, resurrected, had an alien bonded to him, but seeing his ex, um, his dead ex-girlfriend, or however you want to phrase that, alive and a Spider-Person is almost like, yo, just give me right. a moment. Like I never thought, it, in it, all the multiverse, <laughs> I would see her again. I'm not gonna... It, it, it was a head turner, but not yes. like... The original one. Yeah, it's like unlike Scott, he didn't just go for it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. another gene. I got to get. <laughs> oh, that. we'll talk about oh, that yeah, here yeah. in a little bit. But she's strong. <laughs> she tries to do the right thing, like most heroes. But she's just a girl in the world, still trying to figure out her place. And also in this sixty-five um, universe, six-five, six-five. Thank you. In Earth six-five, Dare Reed Richards is a ten-year-old black kid who's literally playing with Legos. On, at a playground, oh, yeah. and Gwen comes to him for help, and he's still the smartest man on that planet. And that ten year old <laughs> playing that Legos, like, oh, your inter your interdimensional watch is broken. Give it here. Yeah, <laughs> just you can't see what I'm doing, in. but I'm fixing it with my fingers, and he fixes it <laughs> just like that. If you 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 can't see it because it's an audio medium, but I've never seen Kelsey's hands move so fast. It was it was crazy. Word. So uh, okay, great. Um, yes. let, let's switch it over to Addie. Addie, tell me about uh, one of the choices you made today. I decided I wanted to talk about Storm a little bit. Oh, great choice. Yes. Okay, tell me tell me a little bit about Storm. Well, she was kind of one of the characters that really got me into the mm-hmm. whole kind of Marvel universe. Okay. And like superheroes, comics, any of that kind of stuff in general. Like she was a good introduction for me. Like I got tired of just watching like Superman and Batman, these like arch typical kind of characters. These oh, yeah. 
male power guys. fantasies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's exactly a male power fantasy. And Storm is completely different. She's like, a fucking goddess. She is. It's amazing. She's this brown lady with this white hair. <laughs> yes. She's got the powers of nature. She can control the fucking atmosphere. Like, how can you get any more badass than that? Right. Exactly. Uh, and not just the atmosphere that we know, but the atmosphere at a party, the atmosphere over conversation. <laughs> she uh, controls it all. Yeah, she does. So. Um, I read about her a little bit beforehand because I haven't read that much into comics, so Fair I'm enough. sorry hey, about hey, no, that, guys. No, so I'll talk as much as I can about this. <laughs> hey, you, you tell us anything you want to about her. I saw that um, she's descended from African witch goddesses, mm-hmm. which is pretty badass. <laughs> like, <White> yeah, <laughs> her, um, her parents died when she was little. She was orphaned in this, like, event that made her super claustrophobic. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a big feature, apparently, for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does not like small spaces. And also, no, and that makes sense, because she's, like, she can fly. Exactly. <laughs> right. If, if she you has can go up where weather. there's nothing around you and you can fly wherever, a boxed-in room has to be, like, Hell. the worst. The absolute oh, worst. sure. For sure. And then, like, she's raised by another, like, tribe of witch ladies, mm-hmm. which I, I am all about the witchcraft. Oh, yeah. No, if, absolutely. Yep. If there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I'm all about the witchcraft. We are here, too. If, you know, <laughs> let's spit in the face of God, because come and get me, you <laughs> bastard. Yo, she still love you, though. She still love you, I don't you, accept God. it. I don't accept you that don't love. Have to. I don't want to. You don't have to. Tell me more about the witch ladies that raised Storm. Oh, man. That I don't know that much about. That's okay. <laughs> I know she met T'Challa out there in the... As a, yeah, when she was younger. Yeah, when yeah, she yeah. was little, she found her powers out there in the Serengeti while mm-hmm. she was trying to find herself after her parents died. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she found Professor X, joined up with the X-Men, became a huge feature with them. She mm-hmm. was a big leader for a long time. Yeah, she was. I think she battled Cyclops or something at some point? Yes, you know, she did. Yes. No powers. But she's with always no having powers. to kind of yes. smack some sense into Cyclops because... Oh, yeah. He's well, a that's bit of a man she, baby sometimes. And that's what a lady's got to do. you got to keep these men in line, one way or another. Girl power. Yes. We're all... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> Girl power, woo! Be yes, a man. absolutely, yes. yes. All, all women it. in here on this podcast. Be a woman about it. How about that? Oh, well, if, that, if only Just that like were true. If that were true, I'd us. be stronger than I am. Word. Yes. you got to find an inner bitch. I have an inner bitch, <laughs> but my inner woman is not there right now, so <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> your inner bitch and your inner woman need to meet. Exactly. And then they need to and then they need to come together and... Have tea or something. <sighs> fucking take over the like world. Like the daughter, the father. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, like wait. the daughter, the mother, and the Holy Spirit. She hovers with you. Now get your fucking hands off me. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, she was a major leader for a while, and uh, yeah, no, she... She doesn't take any shit from anyone. She doesn't mm-hmm. play any little nope. games that the exactly. other X-Men really find themselves playing all the time. Oh, I'm in love with this person. They're in love with that person. And she's just like, no, fuck it, guys. We have shit to do. She's right. been through some shit. Exactly. exactly. She grew she's up got, on the literal streets. Yeah, better priorities yeah. than to figure out who's going to make her feel better at night. Mean streets of Cairo. Right. And even when it came to T'Challa, when they was married and she was queen of Wakanda, she, she still didn't bend a knee. Like, she's like, no, mm-hmm. bro, we, you need to listen to me. I got to do my thing. I know I'm married to you, but these are my people. I got to go be with the mutants. And that's one thing that led to their separation, too, because Namor, with the power of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. flooded Wakanda, killed so many people, and Storm had to figure out whose side she was going to stand on. And since the people knew Namor was a mutant, knew she, he was with the X-Men, 
that put a cloud over Storm said, no pun intended. <laughs> Couldn't she just, like, wave, wave her hand and it's she gone? She couldn't, because, you, know, <laughs> yes, you know, T'Shall is all about his nation. Yes. And he's like, I don't want to, but I got to. You got to go. Did you read anything about the marriage of uh, Black Panther and uh, Storm? I did. It's contentious, apparently. <laughs> like... They're, you know, like, betrothed, basically, as little kids. Yeah. And then they found their way back to each other. They were married. They had kids? Yeah? No kids? Alternate timeline. Alternate timeline okay, kids, but they, they were they were a really strong team and even led the Fantastic Four for a while. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Fantastic Four. <laughs> we're on vacation. You guys take what? over. Exactly. <laughs> and that's when they had the black and white costumes, and I believe uh, Mark Millar was writing it. Uh, for a little bit, yeah. And that's when Black Panther infamously... Put the Silver Surfer in an unbreakable, like arm lock bar or some shit. Like the Silver Surfer can just phase out That's, of it or just blast him. No, <laughs> Uncle, let me go. He like, no, I got you in the move. So you're not according to your anatomy. You shouldn't be able to break it. I'm saying that like, no, yeah, no. It's comic book rules, which are the same as Doctor Who rules, where those are the rules and you don't break them. Unless the story calls for That's almost as right. bad as um, Silver Sable. And the story will call The story for will call for you to break every one of your damn rules. Exactly. And that's almost as bad as when Silver Sable body slammed the Blue Marvel in that Doctor Doom book. I'm like, really? This nigga could punch moons and he's going to flip his ass? All right, whatever. Go next page. Next page. <laughs> so what, what about Storm stands out to you the most? What made you choose her? Well, like I was saying, just how no-nonsense she is. She is an absolute powerhouse as a character and as a woman. Um, The intersectionality of her, like, personality and everything. Like, she's half African-American, half Kenyan. She's a witch lady. She's a mutant. Uh An omega-level mutant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. She's, like, one of the most powerful mutants. And... Mm -hmm. she doesn't let that power go to her head, Not I feel like, either. She never once, like, tries to use it for anything shitty. Like, she'll, she'll bring up her titles and what she's done, but only when someone's pushing her to that limit. And she's like, watch yourself. Yeah. I, I am a goddess. <laughs> I am more powerful than you know. And uh, You're at my mercy right yeah, you, now. You need to watch that tone. <laughs> I love you, but I'll kill you. And yes. Lickety split. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. I, I like the at one point her and Wolverine are together when he's oh. running the Jean Grey school. It was, was good. That was awkward. I like. I was it. just like to Charlotte. Out of anybody in the world, you have to be the tell it's not Tim. And she's just looking at them like, Ugh. and here comes Wolverine, like hurt there with some bones mm-hmm. in Wakanda. Well, that's the thing I like because because when they were together, they were both strong characters that could go do their own thing. And then when they came back together, it was intimate. It was you know a partnership. It wasn't oh I'm gonna be with Jean Grey and Scott screw you or oh I'm gonna be with Black Panther and Okoye or uh, what is it um... Susan Richards? No. Uh, what's the Lupita played her? Nakia, you just said Nakia. Nakia. I said Okoye. Okay, my fault. Oh, I'm racist. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one. We just finished Black History Month. Yo, every Kelsey. day, every day on February, it's always Black History, baby. When I'm involved, <laughs> keep it real. But no, that's one of the things too. Like <laughs> with um that whole Wolverine shit, he was just she he was just rebound dick. Because Storm just got done with T'Challa, and Jean Grey is gone. Sure, so it like, was definitely a rebound relationship, exactly. but it was a fine one. Yeah, I wasn't there mad, are mad. some good rebound relationships. I, was not, I wasn't mad mad at it, but I was just like, why? I like them better as work husband and wife. Yeah. More yeah. like that kind yeah. of situation. Exactly. They do work really well together. Yes. Uh, anything else about Storm that you'd like to add? Oh, man. 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I think I've got. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, great choice. Um, oh, yeah. Switch it over. Hey, hey, excuse me. Uh, you over there. Hey, what's hey. up? Uh, who'd you pick? So, and why? Shameless plug. And where? Because it's about to come out this year, but uh, Black Widow. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Yes. Coming in uh, Eight next month. Eight years too late, but still excited yes. to see it. <laughs> yeah, and she's got to die first for her to get her own origin movie. <laughs> what is that bullshit? <laughs> I'm not even sure how that happened. I mean, I get it. They go back in time, which she's, is kind of a theme, but. She's basically running the Avengers. Yes. And then, <laughs> to make these boys feel good enough to finish the fight, she does, She has to die? Yeah, she sacrifices herself to get that soul stone, and then, yeah, and now we get to <laughs> dedicate a movie to her and know her back, right. her history and her backstory. I would have rather Clint died, but I'm also not a big Jeremy Renner fan. I would have rather they I am totally a Jeremy Renner fan. I'm, I'm going to totally call myself out on that one because he's a hottie. <laughs> I would have just preferred no Black Widow movie, but that's just me. Really? I, I didn't need one in the first place, but you're going to give it to me, give it to me. I'm excited for it. I'm excited it. for I'm it. I'm really excited, excited for this. I can't wait to, to learn. Not only is it a Black intri- Widow movie. I'm, intri- I'm intrigued to watch it. I'm not excited. I'm more focused on what it sets up and connects to rather than hearing her I'm story. excited for the story itself, but I've also been reading the Black Widow comics. See? Yeah. For like... I don't give a ever? fuck about it. Ever. Ever. Yeah. There's there's <laughs> all these great stories. So, you know, uh, She's amazing. Are you kidding? She were, she does Shield's dirty work until you know they say, "Oh, well, you have all this red," and she's like, "I could kill all of you, you know that, right?" <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can erase her memory, you know. So tell me about Black Widow. Ah, <laughs> uh, so she is Natalia or Natasha mm-hmm. Romanova slash Romanoff. Yes, there's different, uh, I guess, versions: Russian and American. True that. Uh, She's a Russian spy who defected to the U.S. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, she she ended up joining S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. fell. Um, How and many she, times does S.H.I.E.L.D. fall? Though? I guess that's true. A lot. That's a, very a lot true. of times there's no <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. and then there's a bigger, badder S.H.I.E.L.D. and then a better S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and yeah. then no S.H.I.E.L.D. Or and then, then that hidden S.H.I.E.L.D. And a hidden S.H.I.E.L.D. That you didn't know was, it was organizing behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then there's Hammer. <laughs> there's Hammer. Then there's Sword. Lord. Then there's S.H.I.E.L.D. of Faith and Belt of Truth or whatever else is in the fucking then Bible. Tony shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's getting uh, redundant at, at that point. It sounds like I've but. never <laughs> known Marvel or comics to get redundant. Not once. Never no, ever. No, no, probably no. not. Really? There's no sarcasm least <laughs> in that. Also, oh, we need at all. a twentieth X Men book. Because <sighs> I just talk, looked at the solicitations, and we're getting twelve in May. Hickman was supposed to fix this. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, so she was played by obviously Scarlett Johansson. Who doesn't know who she is? Um, and <laughs> what? Probably the first time anyone's noticed Black Widow was when she pulled that character out in Iron Man yeah, Two yeah. when she first appeared. Mm-hmm. So I think she's just a kick-ass ultimate supporting character. She's always supporting whomever side she's on, and then oh, she's yeah. just a badass bitch. Yeah. What's not like to like about her? She's amazing, and I, I do like Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her. I wish there had been a little bit more because, one, I, I could watch her spin around dudes' heads. Like, they, like when she does that, you know, yes. grab them, spin around, kick them, stab them kind like of deal. somewhat climb jumps yes. and then does the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even know when, how when that's When that happened in possible. Iron Man 2, I was squealing because I'm like, oh, we're getting real action. It's not just blasting or, right. you know, throwing the shield. It's hand-to-hand combat, but there's not even any combat because she's just dominating these people. Exactly. And what Great. that brings <laughs> to my main point of why she's just so badass is she doesn't actually have superpowers. No. She wasn't born... With anything, no she, super soldier serum. She went through some shit. She she went through a spy program in Russia, which turned her into a cold hearted oh, person. Room. Yeah, right. yes. And she uh, 
still can kick ass more than most as without any superpowers with just anything around her, her own skill set is amazing her body is the weapon exactly i don't mind if she uses it on me either well, well, i'm <laughs> talking about the movie i think it's perfect having her villain be taskmaster who's got the uh you know he, he can a photographic uh, memory. memory but basically muscle, he can, reef, muscle memory muscle memory yes he, he can see something done and do it perfectly because that means we're gonna get more of that hand-to-hand combat we're gonna Ooh. get more of them like outdoing each other and I, I'm a sucker for that. Give me an action movie with that all day. Give me characters I know. Black Widow is exactly. going to be great. Oh, and, yeah. And fun fact, Emily Blunt was up for the role first, but she had a prior obligation. That would not have been as good. It would have been no. good because we have a certain vision of what Black Widow is. and Scarlett Johansson, Vision's a different character. She's the epitome. And Scarlett Johansson was more famous than the character like most people were with these Marvel characters outside of Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth mm-hmm. for the most part, Mark Ruffalo, because these were all B-list, C-list characters. And then Marvel and Disney being who they are, trusted, trusted in their brand. And now we are where we are like... You have a Black Widow movie. Yes, it's, like you said, eight years too late. But since they did everything they had to do first, they got it. Yeah. Because maybe if they would have tried to get out earlier, it might have not been the way that it could have been, if that makes any sense. But no, I mean, it's like you, know, you hear about um, a bunch of would have been cast people, and yeah. you just can't imagine it. But if that's what we got... Then we wouldn't have imagined it the other way. Exactly. Yeah. They might have gave her the movie first. Like, all right, Emily Blunt, she's popping, boom, boom, boom. So here's this Black Widow movie, but we don't know who she is. Like, yeah. Right, but you're getting it. Mm. Everything happens for a reason. So why did you pick uh, Black Widow? What's something about her character or her character that stands out to you? Uh, so for starters, I was thinking because Black Widow movie is about to come out, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad idea to talk about her a little bit. Oh, and we're definitely going to come back when the Black Widow movie comes out and do a review on it. Oh, us. hell yeah. So, hell y'all yeah. want to come back for that, we'll do it. Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Smash cut to the future. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, and then outside of that, like I mentioned earlier, because she's not actually born with a skill set mm-hmm. or worth powers that she went through the tough shit and actually like trained yeah. to become the kick-ass bitch she is now. And she's so good. She is. And and Scarlet is just great with her. Well, and I think that's one of the things with her and Hawkeye that I enjoy because they're not super-powered people. No. They're competing with gods and hulks and fucking roided-up uh, American soldiers. Right. Yes. Yeah. Super soldiers. Super soldiers and mutants uh, in the comics, at least, you know. Exactly. Uh, it's... It's wild that uh, these people who shoot guns and use their bodies, shoot Bowen arrows and use their bodies, like can, can be in the same league. Can be in the same league as super strength or super sized individuals. Yes, the fact that uh, you know Clint was the one to kill Hulk in the comics at one point, and you're just like he's a man with a bow and arrow. But that's because the Hulk <laughs> wanted to die, and he designed that arrow sure. specifically for him. Also, the fact that Black Widow has ways to. Uh, What's the word? Neutralize almost everyone on the team. Which she does. She's got some sneaky way of calming it, yeah. who you need to calm down. I'm it, sure that's one of her uh, it's training amazing. abilities. But also, it's like a, she's abilities. almost got like a Batman mind, where she's like, know how to take you down, know how to take you down. If everything goes sideways, I can handle this room. I want to say it was her having a Batman mind, just the writers having to use Batman like tech. tech. Batman like thinking when writing her character to make it plausible that she can hang out with these guys. Because just like with Batman and Justice League, he shouldn't be there on paper. Sure. But you write stories where you show his skill set and how he is that capable. Same thing they had to do with Natasha and Hawkeye. They have to write things and set up these scenarios where they are actually contributing to the squad, being just humans. When, you, Like you said, you have some of the most heavy hitter, hitters on the squad. You have Namor, Hercules, 
Thor, The Vision, Wonder Man. Right. Like, the list goes on well, and on. And the difference being, it's like she got into a great school, but act by actually working her ass off. Exactly. Instead yeah. of the people who got the scholarship, you know? Exactly. And so it means more to her. She's more aware of her mortality. And the fact that she had to go through the Red Room, the fact that her whole life has been this huge training ground. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, she's a living weapon, but even more than Iron Fist. Exactly. And sometimes you need somebody that, that's able to slip in unseen and infiltrate situations. They just, you just can't go in and throw a hammer at it or smash it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes certain missions just take a little finesse. And that's where Natasha comes in at. Not to mention, I mean, and they didn't do it in the movies, but in the comic books, her and Winter Soldier have this whole background oh, yeah. because they were both used by Russians, too. Yeah, you know? Bucky, yep. And... God, I would hope for more of that, but they've already solidified who Bucky is, who Natasha is, and killed her. And, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of gone, but she's coming back next <laughs> month. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> In classic comic form, she's dead, but also not, so we'll see. She's dead for now. Yes, you're right, exactly. Wait for, for another uh, universe rebooting event, yep. and we'll get her back. She's only dead in this universe right now, in this point in time. Yeah, but it's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey bullshit. I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who lately, so get off my back. I was going to say that comic book (laughs) time. What's new with who? Oh, man, so many things are new with Doctor Who. You just wait, because not not only am I talking about that for uh, time travel, for time travel, but uh, for this being Women's Month, I have so much to talk about the 13th Doctor. Word. She. She's brilliant. Anyway. I may have a crush on her. Doesn't matter. She's a beautiful, two-minded, two-hearted uh, individual from the planet Gallifrey. I love her. Okay. You can't stop our love, Kelsey. I wasn't trying to. You're just, you can't stand between it. I don't want to. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work even if you did. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't notice me. Anyway, uh, uh, my character, one of the characters I picked is Gwenpool. Now, I know I talked about how Gwen Stacy was kind of a nobody character that... Is now everywhere. But Gwenpool is, I love it. She showed up originally on a variant cover for, what was it? Sp- um, it was the Deadpool Secret Secret Wars. And instead of uh, it being Deadpool, it said Gwenpool, because they had been doing that for anything. Gwen Hulk, Gwen uh, Avenger- uh, Gwengers, all this oh stuff. And, and it, it was them, the it was them definitely knowing how dumb all the variants were. But you get this Gwenpool book that comes from it. And she's a character from our world who ends up in the comic book universe and chooses the name Gwenpool because she's like, oh, that's so kitschy right now. Like, Deadpool, (laughs) Gwen, those are what's happening. I'm Gwenpool. This is on trend. Yes, it's great. (laughs) Her outfit is very... Cosplay bait. Cosplay bait. It's perfect. It's like something someone would make if they were like, here's my version of Deadpool if he were an (laughs) anime-loving kind of character. And I love it. I love it so much. She's from our world. She ends up in Earth-616, and she knows she's in a comic book. Everyone thinks she's crazy. Deadpool knows she's in a comic book, but in a different way. Uh, with her, she's been, she grew up reading Marvel comics, so she knows everyone's secret identity. She knows everyone's uh, weaknesses, and it's, it's so cool because they're like, you're nuts. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're Batroc the Leaper. You did this and this issue, this issue. And he's like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> so she starts off kind of trying to be a hero, but then realizing she has no superpowers. And she could die. And if she dies in this world, she's dead. Which, I, I, I've i said it before, I'll say it again. I love superheroes, but if they existed and I didn't have powers, I'd be the first person to be like, register. Y'all need to register your powers. This is too dangerous because if I'm on the highway and a Hulk comes through there, I'm going to be angry. 
If they're if I'm downtown and yeah, aliens are invading yeah. and these heroes are just blasting buildings and like blowing stuff up, I'm I'm gonna be kind of pissed. Like I told you, you would be a supervillain. I would not be a supervillain. That's some supervillain talk. No, that you, you're creating a villain. No. Yeah. It sounds like a mutant registry to me. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 Superman whoa. is the villain in Lex Luthor's story. <laughs> so I'm going to have to be there to save you from you. I'm just saying, because I'm totally You're not going to have any powers. Oh, yes, I will. I will no. find a Neither way. Neither will you. No, that's, we're just going to be sitting in a cafe How are you going to tell me what my body's going to do? How are you going to tell me what my body's going to do? You just say you didn't have no powers, so how are you going to be a hero? You're not going to have any powers. I will have Deku had no powers, and he still became a hero. And he got powers. I will find a way. No, you. Yes, I that's will. how you become a supervillain. No, it's how yeah. you say the world. <laughs> I have it fun. Spiders bite you and shit. Because like, even, even in the clouds, Doom shall prevail. And Doom Doctor was, Doom is a villain. No, he's not. But then why did the Bass Panther God grant him the access to the vibranium? We're not talking about that. We're talking about Deadpool. I'm just saying. Or Gwenpool. Fuck you. I'm just shit. Saying, did man. we forget what we were talking about? Uh, someone, I, someone called me out on Mutant it. Registry. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. you off that game. <laughs> Black is oh, all. So superhero registry is different <laughs> than mutant different. registry. Okay, okay, I understand. I understand why Tony put it forward, but I don't agree with all of his methods. So you, <laughs> you'd be cool with um, Prison Forty Two in the no, zone, then. No, I wouldn't. But you'd call the cops on him. No, you'd be there with pickets. Like, I somebody sign these motherfuckers up. Let me put it this way. A Hulk smash my car. A Hulk, Suit up, a Hulk, sign up. A Hulk, Suit up, sign up. A Hulk smashes through or a fell house. fell on my car. I know. This house belongs to my parents. Four knocked a They're Hulk dead into now. My car. And no, I'm not getting, you know, I, I'm not getting any kind of closure. It's a superhero that, this is not an argument I'm having right now. We'll talk about this later. That's a whole nother episode. We can debate pro and anti-registration. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm anti. Find me on Krakoa. I don't think it's so cut and dry. But that's... Mutant Lives Matter. Gwenpool is a character that I very much like. Why is that, Daniel? Is it because she's not a mutant? No, she is, actually. Oh. They just... uh, It was her way of staying around in the universe. She's like, Hickman's big right now. What if I go in and change my origin story to... I'm a mutant. I'm a mutant. Guess what? <laughs> and that's everyone? why my powers work. Because she realizes that since she's in a comic book, she can go to her no space, which shows like the panels happening. Hide behind one, mess with time, grab stuff from another area, bring it to herself over there. It's it's so cool and um Sounds like some Rick and Morty. She shit. has some like comic book powers. She has basically. comic book powers. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, she she's can, comic book man. She once pushed a guy off the panels and they're like, he just ceased to exist. What did you do to him? Oh. She's like, oh. Oops. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, at the end of her first uh, run, her first arc, she gets really sad because she knows her her friends, uh, Batrock, who is a villain, who is now her good friend and teammate. When next time she sees him, he'll be written by another uh, author. So he won't be the same person, and he may not even remember this. Oh. And she's like, she's like, he's like, like she's like, you're very sweet right yeah. now, but... Next time I see you, who knows who will be writing your story? Who knows if we'll be friends? Who knows who how I'll be? Because I'll be different. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh. 
Ow! That's like breaking past the fourth wall. That's like the fifth wall getting into the riders and how it's all made. It's some Alan Moore, Grant Morrison bullshit, and I love it. It's my favorite kind of bullshit. Just like in the episode of Spider-Man animated series when he met Stan Lee. Yes! Anytime that happens, or Jeff Lemire when they they climb a mountain and realize they're on top of his head, and they're like, it's the creator. It's... uh." The one above all. So throughout her series, there have been many iterations, and in her last one... um, it's a mini series about her trying to find a way to be solidified in the Marvel universe so she doesn't cease to exist. And she's pulling all this crazy stuff like unmasking Peter Parker, um, kissing Mr. Fantastic, and causing a rift in his marriage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't even work because Susan stayed fucking with Namor. Turned she, out it was a cardboard cutout. But still, though, and low key, she was trying to get with T'Challa too when they first met. Well, and it was. They brought that shit up. Well, and, and, and it's all happening on the covers mostly. Yeah. And then as the story happens, she's like, oh, wait, we need to pose for this cover real quick because this is that moment that they, we showed them earlier. Eventually, she has like a battle royale with all the superpowered people, and Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel's like, "Hey, you okay right now? Like, you're, this seems like some manic spiraling behavior. Are you? Are you fine?" And she's like, "Just fucking fight me! Like, kill me!" And she's like, "I'm not. No, I'm not gonna fight you." And uh, she eventually realizes that no matter what's gonna happen, she is in for the ride. And if she comes back, she comes back. But ultimately, she can only choose who she is each uh, issue of her life. And I like that. It's weird, but I, I like it. It's a neat, different spin on the comic book story and the comic book characters. Yeah. It's like a combination yes. event. Oh, absolutely. And she even brings in past iterations of herself. She's like, here's like me when I looked a little more anime. Here's where they tried to make me sexy. Here's me with all the guns. Here's me where I'm cussing. You know, and it's, oh, it's great. Because they're all like, are you the final iteration? And she's like, I'm the current one, but I don't know about final. She's one of my favorite characters. Hopefully not. Yeah. She dated Quinn and Choir for a while. Was part of the West Coast Avengers. Yeah. She had a baby shark. Uh, had legs that could live on land named Jeff. Uh, baby shark. I'm sorry. We didn't need to go there. We don't have the licensing for that song. She's one of my favorites. I love her for that reason. I love her that she's very self-aware. Realizes that nothing is permanent. And because of that, she makes the most out of every issue she has. Word. That's why I picked her. I like That's her story. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so worth the read. Now, it's so fucking good. I could care less. But. I know you could care less. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and flip that moral compass real quick. I'm down. Evil people. Evil women in Marvel. Bad bitches. <laughs> the destroyers of will and worlds and hearts. Uh, go ahead and uh, start us off. Okay. So I chose uh, Mystique. Okay. A.K.A. Raven Darkholm. Mm. Um, in movies, she was portrayed a couple of different times yeah. by different characters. Obviously, there was were different timelines. <sighs> it's always a different timeline yes. with these things. It's almost hard to, to keep up. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things with X-Men where no matter what form they're in, they're always fucking with the timelines. Yes. Yeah. It's a constant. I don't even want to talk about it. No. We should, yeah, that, again, a whole other <laughs> episode. A whole other episode. Well, the first time that we saw Mystique... In the X Men movies was Miss Rebecca Romaine Stamos, yeah. which was killer because she had to literally yeah. have her outfit or her costume painted on her body. I mean, it took hours each time before they can even start shooting. And imagine having to sit still as they put all that on you right. and knowing it tickles here, here, your butt itches, and you're like, I can't move. Right. And wow. and then how do you not get concerned about what you run into? No, no, of course, yeah, exactly. And they about to leave blue everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even have to do that because traditionally her costume is a white 
like leotard type design. So it's like it was interesting they chose to go that route. Right. Uh, out of curiosity, just a vote of everyone: who wore it better, Mystique or Tobias Fumke? From Arrested Mystique. Development. I know who you're talking about. I gotta love his cutoffs. But... They're really good. <laughs> His never nude outfit. His never nude Aww. outfit. Man. So tell me more about Mystique. Um, so she is a shapeshifter or a mutant metamorph. Oh, okay. So she can basically um, shift her atoms and molecules into being a completely other person, look like them, sound like them. Uh, interestingly enough, she doesn't take on their same mass. She's still her same... Okay, so if she looked like the juggernaut or the blob... She'd still be light enough to be, like, speedy. Yes, and okay. also still working with her strengths. She doesn't get to shift her molecules to take over those superpowers okay. from other individuals. That so. was my next question, because let's say she turns into Wolverine. Can she still snicked? Wrong. No. She can't, but she could create the blades, but they won't actually be blades. It would be flesh. It would be yeah. flesh. Oh. And it's like one of those things, too. <laughs> Why are they bending? So Why are they bending? <laughs> and it's like one of those things, too. She could also, like, change her scent as well. And sometimes even her blood type, depending on how she written. What well, about like her pheromones? That too, stuff. she could change yeah. that. So, so that's how she gets past Wolverine too, because she doesn't smell like her. She just smell like sad person. And it's one of the caveats to that. And she also has like a you would never psychic need... dampener implant to her brain too. You'd never need deodorant. Not around him. No, if he was her, yeah. I would love that. Word. That would save me lots of money. I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> I'm a sweaty brown guy. I would love to not have to use deodorant. That mm. took a different turn than I was thinking, but yes, yes, indeed. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, little known history about Mystique. Uh, she appeared, according to the movies anyway, she appeared in Charles's kitchen when they were young mm. and kind of hung around. Um, and she was a good guy for a very long time. You can't see it, but Kelsey is visibly upset. <laughs> is he upset at what I'm saying? No, no, no. He's no. upset at the fact <laughs> that that's the choice they made for the yes. movies. Oh, it's yes. nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with you. <laughs> Full disclosure, I do not read very many comics, but I do enjoy the movie and the hey, shows. You I'm know glad what? You do. There's something for everyone. And exactly. I, I'll, to quote our, our long past uh, co-host, TJ, I'm just happy to live in a world where these movies exist. Word. Yes. yes. So never very be entertaining. And yeah. Everything every year just keeps getting better and That's better the with the CGI yes. that they can provide. We have to have Wolverine or X-Men Origins Wolverine to have a better X-Men movie coming up. You know? They're too like. Eight years to get the better movie. So. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Let's Eight just years seems to be that mark of time. pancakes. Yes. Before the good pancakes come out. I think it was that Gandhi goes. that said that. Yes, yeah. that is exactly Gandhi. Wow. That's why we went on hunger. We all learned something. He's waiting for those pancakes. <laughs> He's, He's waiting, waiting for, for the good pancakes. pancakes. These all he keeps making are the bad ones. He's like, you know what? You guys, you guys have Turn those. Down the heat. <laughs> you guys have to <laughs> Stop burning them. But he's just saying it from like back here, kind of mumbling, like, that's too much batter. So. Breathe. (laughs) Yes, breathe. But anywho, so she she started good, um, then eventually ended up siding with Magneto slash turning bad, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't think that she's ultimately (laughs) bad. I think even in her, I guess, villain days or villain Mm -hmm. time, she still was kind of a mutant advocate. Sure. She wanted mutants to have a fair life with the rest of us humans. Right. Well, I mean, it's not their fault they're born that way. Exactly. And also, they shouldn't be judged because they look a certain way. But that's, again, the X-Men and always being a analog for the those who are considered lesser than. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the comics, she uh, she's not always bad. 
she is always part of the Brotherhood, and I understand the Brotherhood's methods a lot more as an adult than I did as a kid. I'm like, these right. are evil people, and I'm like, well, they've mm. also been ostracized, and she can't ever look like herself because she's blue, mm-hmm. and she feels that disconnect because she's always changing from person to person. And then in the comics, she changed so many times, she's like, I don't even know if I'm, like, me. normal inside exactly. of me anymore. I don't, I don't remember what I look like. After shifting her so, molecules so many times. Yeah. yeah. And also, she was an X-Men for a stint. As well, mm-hmm. during I believe it was Mike Carey's run, quite possibly when Cable came on, Sabretooth was there, mm-hmm. Iceman and Cannonball had their little buddy buddy shit going on, which is pretty right, dope right, during right, right. Um, the Seven Lights, setting up the whole um, Messiah Complex story arc too. Yeah, but uh, she's great. Uh, she's she's deadly, but again, as an adult, I don't see her as just a villain anymore. Right, there's always two sides to everything. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, you've lived for much longer than you probably should have. And you've got some experience, and you've got got some some knowledge, and... You've also got an identity uh, complex, some weird, you know... And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't after having to take on so many (laughs) different forms to be accepted? True that. Fuck that, Yeah. She's also, in in the comics, um, she uh, was married to Destiny, a uh, a precog, basically. And they... uh, they were just the best wives you would ever hope to be. Yes. They're just they're 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 wonderful. They work in tandem, but they're also a deadly combination because Destiny can tell Mystique where she needs to go, and then Mystique can ask Destiny, you know, like, okay, who should I look like? What should, what form should I take? What's the best form? And they're a deadly combination. Oh, but... Can put some finesse to the exactly. things uh-huh. they've got to do. <laughs> and That's it's, deadly. And it's one of the things too, she couldn't have Destiny's child. But she did end up having a child I as one of so the X-Men's most prominent and most enduring and loved members, which is Kurt Wagner, a.k.a. Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, Nightcrawler's her kid. Did you know that? You know, I honestly did no. not know that yes, until I, I was doing a little bit of research before this podcast. And I, mm-hmm. I, I thought, oh, is that why he went, she went and got and saved him? Yeah, there's a whole and arc she, there. He's blue. Well, and in the comics, you know, he remembers being thrown and his whole, you know, she threw him into the river. And then finally, years later, we get a um, a mini episode, a mini episode, a, a issue where it shows her history and the fact that they were coming for her baby, that they were going to kill him. And much like the the fictional story of Moses, she, yeah. she put him in the river and said, "Hey, you got a better chance." And as he was going over the ledge, that's when he bamped exactly. for his first time and was like, "Ah, fight or flight, gone." <laughs> and that's one thing that was dope about the X Men animated series because they actually adapted that story arc into an episode, and yeah. that's how I knew about it as a kid. Like, oh shit, like Nightcrawler, right sense, and that would make Rogue his um, adopted sister because yeah. Rogue was brought in by Mystique to be a part of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Adopted by her. Adopted by her, yes. Yeah, I read that they she basically took her in and, and took and her right. under her wing yeah. and, and basically adopted her. So, yeah, pretty neat stuff. Pretty right. neat stuff. Uh, anything else about Mystique you'd like to talk about? I don't know if I had mentioned, obviously you guys already know, but Jennifer Lawrence is playing the more recent Mystique. Yes. Uh, played. Kelsey's favorite iteration of Mystique. I'll have everyone on uh, this podcast know Kelsey loves Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. And uh, what did you say? Phenomenal acting. Um, best choice uh, for them to go with the movies. Even Steven Warner could see my eye rolls right now. <laughs> End statement. Ah, so so, so what, what is it about Mystique that, that made you choose her? Um, I think I really just, I enjoyed the fact that she could shift herself to her needs almost like she was taking care of herself she was in this world where she was kind of given 
the shitty stick. Oh, yeah, no, for, for sure. <laughs> so she learned that she needed to become what she needed to become right, in order right, right. to survive. Okay. And, and I think there's just something to say about a woman who can stand on her own feet and kick ass. Right, and and, oh, and she does. Whether <laughs> she's on the side of the X-Men or the Brotherhood or just her own side, she does also not take shit and will kill someone immediately. Mm-hmm. She's got no qualms about that. Kelsey, you look Word. pensive. No, I'm good. I'm good, baby. I'm good. Let's talk about your choice. Um, I might switch it up. I might just go ahead and just talk about um, Emma Frost. For the first part of most of her publications, she was a part of the Hellfire Club, which is this like this elite behind the scene shadowly socialite group for mutants, but not not necessarily just mutants, but for the wealthy and the rich in the world. Um, she was the white uh, white queen, and she ends up joining up with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants at some point in time. She was a, p- a pivotal part in the Dark Phoenix um, saga. She helped uh, them mentally take over Jean Grey and brainwash it in being a part of their organization so they could use the power of the Phoenix to take over the world like most villains do. But out after her uh, group of young students, the Hellions, were killed, um, she decided to dedicate her life into raising and, um, not grooming, but raising and teaching young mutants on a better path. Along use, with uh, Banshee. Along with Banshee, and that's how she kind of... And, her, and Jamie Madrix. And Jamie Madrix. That's how she kind of aligned herself with the X-Men. Then she went on to be the headmaster of the Gen X portion of the X-Men, which took place in the mid-90s, which was like their version of the New Mutants program. Fast forward, Grant Morrison comes on to the X-Men brand. New, she, new, new X-Men. New X-Men brand. Mm-hmm. Like, 2000, like... 99, sometime that period. Then she officially joins the X-Men, but this is after, you know, all her villainy. Did you say 2099? No, no. 2099? Like, like 2000 to 99, like in that, that Okay, time okay, period. yeah. Because there is a Marvel line yes, of 2099, and I'm like, so, that didn't happen. Exactly. So around then, she became part of Squad, and, you know, people were still reluctant about that. But, like, if you know the X-Men, you don't stay a villain long. Like, majority of, like, 45% of the X-Men pride... Prior to um, Hitman started off as villains, mm-hmm. so she came on. Of course, she butt heads with um, Jean Grey. Um, then there was that psychic affair she she had with Cyclops. And then after Jean Grey died again, uh, Emma and Scott became a thing, which a lot of people was like, "Really, bro?" But then again, Cyclops has always had a thing with psychics, and he always gross. ends up rebounding with some chick after one of his wives. Sure, and, and not, not not to derail that, but he also got with a clone of his dead wife yes. and didn't see a problem with exactly. it. Exactly. And got her pregnant, had a son, but as soon as Jean Grey came <laughs> oh. back from the dead, he was like, yeah. deuces. Then would let her, Madeline Pryor is that clone, and she became the Goblin Queen. But um, yeah, so Emma Frost, she's been around, and her and Katie, Kitty Pryor, or what she goes by now is Kate Pryor, mm-hmm. had a long-standing beef. She even had a beef with Storm, but over the years, they came to accept Emma for who she is now. But before then, she was still a villain. She was about any means necessary, but then you figure out her origin and how she was brought up and how she kind of went through that um, psychic, not psychic trauma, but that mental trauma by her parents and her upbringing. Yeah, no. So she was kind of forced to be in this. Then you find out she was like stripping at one point in time. Well, and kind of like to make a comparison there, um, Kristen, uh, not Stuart, Kristen Bell's uh, character in The Good Place, you realize why she's the way she is. Yes. Eleanor's because, because she had parents who didn't give a shit and she had to raise herself. Exactly. So you could start off as a bad person but still involving to a good woman and that's what Emma Frost represents right now because she was doing these bad things for the purpose of uplifting mutants but it took her a long time and some things to go very awry for her to realize this is the path that we need to take. At my heart, 
I might do some dirty shit, but it's because I love this future it? generation of kids. Ah. We all do dirty shit at some point. Eh. Yeah. No. But if you be the earth, you got to roll, baby. That's, hey. Yeah. So, okay, uh, right now I know Jonathan Hickman is heading, uh, he's, he's the head of X right now, and they did bring back the Hellfire Club in some new incarnation. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, the Hellfire Club in this new iteration of it is like the black market trading company for all the Gakoan drugs that can't be um, brought into places because they don't want the drug in their country, so they are using the Hellfire Club to sneak them in on the low and a profit from that. And Sebastian Shaw is the black king of the organization. Right, Emma right, Frost, right. of course, the white queen. She brought in Kate Pride to be the red bishop. And that has just been a fun read, too. That's happening mostly in the Marauders book. Yes. To just see Emma Frost and Kate Pride finally be on the same page and just giving Sebastian Shaw all this shit because he, he's a misogynist. He, don't, he thinks the woman's place is like on her knees or in the kitchen or both at the same time, depending on what videos you watch. Mm-hmm. But when they work together, it's just so fun to see how pissed he is and just know that they like, yeah, oh, yeah, we run the world. She's also part of the Quiet <laughs> Council in a bigger way than he is. Exactly. And he can't stand it. Exactly. He does not <laughs> like that shit. Man. Yes. Okay, so all that aside, with her villainy uh, and, and, and her redemption and her doing what she has to take to survive... How is that playing in now with her character in this new mutant utopia? The way it's playing in now, I wouldn't say it's too much of the villainess, but it, she still has that authoritative presence and air about her. Okay. So it's still like, yes, we're all united, but at the same time, I don't know if I truly know what Emma is always up to. Because she still might be like, hey, guys, let's do this. I love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. But at the same time, she was saying that to Scott while they was on Utopia, and she yeah. was still having sex with Namor. Oh, man. Like, he, had to, he had to smell the fish every time she came back. Sometimes you got to go to Captain D's. Exactly. Get, get a little fish. And see me. But it is what it is. But like, people know where they can Shameless plug. Shameless plug. plug. I was oh, talking oh, no. more about like seafood with... Yeah, I understand that. I understand that It was horribly. a... Yeah. Yes. Word. <laughs> But Neymar has always had a thing with blondes because that goes back to his childhood and it also explains like his fascination with Susan Richards as well. Sure. Okay. Um, so then what is the most, what was the thing that stands out to you most about Emma Frost? Why, why did you choose her as your, your villain? I chose her as my villain just because as the white queen, that name just sounds it, like it, it evokes power. Royalty. It, it sounds like elitist, it sound privileged, it sound like, yo, I don't care about whatever, I'm here for my land, I'm here for my people. And she's just that character that you want to hate, but at the same time you love him because her aesthetic, the white, <laughs> the look, the glow, she's always dressed fabulous, and it's like, I want to hate this bitch, but I can't. But it's like, ugh! And you're just waiting for that moment, like, see, I knew it, but then when you find out, no, she was doing this for all the right reasons, she just was being more or less a bitch about it. What can you do? And sometimes you gotta be to get shit done. Exactly. So keeping with that theme, uh, who did you choose for uh, your villain? I decided I'm going to talk about Hela from Ragnarok. Ah! Yes. Yes. The, the one true ruler of hell. One L. Exactly. Hell with one L. Hell with one L. Not, <laughs> not, uh, not H-E double hockey no, sticks. No, no, no. That's this what... is H-E single hockey stick. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's so fucking funny. Because she did only take one L. That was good. Um, (laughs) Tell me about Hella. Well, she's hella badass, that's for sure. Oh my god, I knew it. I knew there was going to be a pun as soon as... (laughs) 
it, it's unavoidable. It is absolutely unavoidable. She's an incredible character. She is the goddess of death, basically, and destruction. Yeah. She is the one who brings about Ragnarok, the destruction of Asgard, and that's how she was created as well, I believe, was during a Ragnarok in a alternate universe with Loki or something like uh, that. Yeah, in the original... Uh... Yes, yeah. and also in the current iteration, Loki is actually her father. Yes, yes, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. uh, Loki actually. So in, and, the, in and mythology, the, Loki had three kids, and the wolf in the movie is actually one of his sons as well. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Also, yeah. the um, <laughs> uh, Odin's uh, horse, which I don't think you ever see it in the movie. You see it Maybe like when he comes when in. When he goes the, to uh, in the first, yeah, in the first movie when he comes down to save him. I didn't notice that until like the seventh time I watched Thor. Like it has like six legs. Eight legs. Eight legs, yes. It's an eight-legged horse and that yes. is also one of uh, Loki's kids yes. because he took a form of a horse to mess with Thor and a male horse caught up to him, had his way with Loki. Loki <laughs> stood in the horse form, gave birth to the horse. Yeah. This is some shit that's what you do when you the first time right here. <laughs> oh man, Cl- old mythology is something you should all look into because it is extremely yes. fucked. It's, uh, so, <laughs> tell me more about Hela, uh, Loki's uh, sister daughter. Loki's sister daughter, yes, <laughs> she is a destruction incarnate. Um, she has all your typical Asgardian powers. She's very strong, very fast. She is not easy <laughs> to take down. On top of that, she's stronger than a lot of the Asgardians. She has like the power of death. She's the one who takes them away when they oh, die. Yeah. She's the one who claims their souls, and she is constantly trying to claim souls. That is her thing. <laughs> she all Can't about claiming souls. She's no. like, claiming souls is my business, and business is good. Business is good. Let me yes. get Odin. Let me get Loki. Let me get Thor. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you're... I'm gonna get them all multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because they they're always reincarnated. At, yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna bring them back so that I can get them again later. It's like chess with souls. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like I'm playing the long game here. Ugh. Especially too with them being a warrior race. And come from Norse mythology, they're always battling, so there's mm-hmm. always um, souls for her to take dealing mm-hmm. with that type of um, mythology. Well, that's the thing. Or if, religion, if, depending if, on how you uh, slice it. If the yeah. Valkyries can't get them to Valhalla, Val- exactly. Hella will take them away. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, does she take a elevator to get there? Ooh. <laughs> I wish we had all died in 2012. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did. But I'm bitch. Like that bitch. Reincarnated. Oh, Reincarnated by Hela or Loki or one of them or a combination of them. I am. Probably. What can I say? I am hella cool. Oh. Can we edit that one out? Yeah, please? I think that one's going to have to go. A <laughs> Just a little it's bit. one though. too many. There was allowed to be one, and I got it. So. That's right. That's right. Thank you. So. This is my thing to talk about. So I, I know at one point, um, Thanos actually uh, strikes up a relationship with her because instead of chasing after death, the actual idea of death, the universe of death. There's a goddess of death. Yes. <laughs> Why so much better? Yeah, exactly. Why well, get the the milk when you can have the cow for free, man? <laughs> <laughs> and she went at it too. <laughs> Just bring the souls to me, baby. That's right. Come on, come on. And instead of death, who's gonna be like, oh, it's never enough until everyone's dead? Hella's like, this is great. Right. Yeah. We're gonna keep it going. <laughs> and plus, Thanos already knows that she got that thing with Deadpool too. So it's like, all right, you gonna fuck with this dude? Boom, I'm good with another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll take silver. If I can't get the gold, I'll take some silver, baby. I don't know if death is the gold because death is also like... The, death is also just the concept of death and would never truly yeah. love someone. But 
he still loves her. Deadpool still loves her. She loves Deadpool enough to make that's Thanos true, be like, no, nah, motherfucker, you're never going to die. That's why you have to kill the If I can't You are her, not coming to hell with us, <laughs> exactly. okay? Not if I have anything to say exactly. about it. So, anything else you want to talk about with Hela? Um, just the fact that, like, a lot of supervillains and stuff like that, I feel like they always have an intense backstory mm. as to why they're so evil, why they are this way. This is just what she was created for. Yeah. This is who she is. She is a villain. She is evil. She, well, not necessarily evil. She is just destruction. She's changed. She's right. like Kali, the goddess of death. It's right, or, or, or very Hades. Very similar. That's yes, his job. Exactly. Pluto. She's just doing what she does. Nash. Pluto Nash. Because it killed my love for Eddie Murphy. It, it's true. It had to happen. We all had to have a little bit of Pluto Nash in our life. God damn, that movie was awful. Uh, but yeah, just her unabashed, destructive tendencies, I guess. And the fact that she doesn't need like this whole, like, oh, I was abused as a kid. Oh, no, right. <laughs> this I is had her to nature. find my own way. Yes, exactly. And she doesn't, there's no quarrels with it. She doesn't try to be anything else. So is there any kind of uh, honorable mentions of any time she's gotten the Asgardians, like Odin or, or any of his, his charges, any of his people, and it's been like especially, um, not maniacal, but like strategy or she pulled off in a, like a, a good scheme? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. Here at Escaping Podcast, we ask the hard-hitting questions. That is a toughie. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know how to think like Hella. I don't know how to plan that far no, ahead the way do. she does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how to answer that. Oh. <laughs> do you know a story? Yeah. I, I is know, there one I, you'd I, like I to bring a, up? I know a couple, especially one of the many Ragnaroks that have happened. Yes. And you're just like... Because she's sitting there knowing that this prophecy is going to keep happening. It is the snake that eats itself. Mm-hmm. And she just has to, like, kind of kick it off and then sit back. It's a set it and forget it kind of moment. <laughs> and I think it's wonderful because in the ancient mythology, that's all she has to do. And then she's like, gotcha, bitches. It's the end of the world again. So, you know, <laughs> who knows how you'll come back next time, but you're here until I say you leave. Word. So, Daniel, who did you select? Oh, so... I'd like to talk about the Red Skull's daughter, Sin. Mm. Yeah. Because much mm. like her, there are those daddy issues that I have where it's like, I could be better than him, but where is he? I have my daddy <laughs> issues too. That's one of my favorite um, punk uh, alternative girl groups as well called Daddy Issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's why I couldn't be a stripper with these daddy issues and this body. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Magic Kelsey. Magic Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like Magic Michelle. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. So, uh, I, I like Sin because <laughs> I like to Sin. Um, but also the fact that she she started off as a very generic kind of villain. Very much like, oh yeah, let's rally the youth and brainwash them. And I, I've got so many screenshots of when Cap and Falcon had to go and infiltrate them. They're a group of kidnapping teens and telling them, listen to rock and roll. Like, do I've drugs. Been... Drugs are your friend. And I'm <laughs> Take like, a cigarette. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? They're spitting. So like, it was like a combination of I, Ivan Ooze and the Shredder in the Ninja Turtle movie. Before Ivan Ooze and Shredder in the Ninja Turtle movie. So since that, oh, I thought it was a relatively new character. No, this was, you know what, maybe it was around the same time. I want to say it was uh, late 80s, early 90s. Okay, so I thought I thought she popped up more or less a few years before the, what you call it, not original sin, but um, Fear Itself. No, 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 no. Okay. She, she came back in Fear Itself oh, and okay. had skinned her face oh, to okay. be just like the her Red daddy. Skull, just like her dad. Daddy and it is Oh, daddy real. issues, right? right. You know, it's, <laughs> Do you love me yet, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's this whole thing where she's so generic at first, 
And then she realizes the Red Skull always loses. I can be better than the Red Skull. Just like the Nazis. Just like the Nazis. And then you get these neo-Nazis nowadays that are like, they failed, but I, I'm smarter. It's like when you watch enough murder documentaries and you're like, that idiot fucking leaving his fingerprints. And you're like, I could do it. You're going to still fail. Or like Joe with the Rock when he hit Peaches. Boy, keep that in your hand. Boy, keep that in your hand. It's a whole thing. To hear more about Joe and the Rock about Peaches, check out this week's episode of Yo, Where the Captions at? Word. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, we do go off on some tangents, but eh. But of course, we can, because why not? So, uh, eventually she does come around for Fear Itself yeah. and finds a way to uh, get more power than anyone thought she could. And this goes into Asgardian stuff as well, because mm-hmm. there's Cole the Serpent, who is the brother of Odin. And uh, he's got these hammers that get chucked down to Earth, and she finds this um, ancient book that unlocks him and releases the serpent and wreaks havoc. And it's it, the Fear Itself uh, series is so underplayed because it, well, it had a lot of tie-ins, and it, it's it, it's Achilles' heel was having like twenty-four tie-ins. Exactly. No one needed that many tie-ins. It's too much for one series. But, <laughs> but one thing though that came out of that shit was my boy. Colossus turned into Colossus Knot because he got the power of the Juggernaut. The Sidorax. Colossus Well, he got the power of the Juggernaut, which yeah. just comes from the demon god Sidorax himself. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so he got the power, not only Colossus, you stack on top the Juggernaut um, abilities to fight the new Juggernaut that has one of these hammers, and Colossus Knot versus Juggernaut was so epic, and that was a whole nother run for Colossus to go through another metamorphosis because he once again wanted to sac- sacrifice himself for the greater good of mutants. But I just had to throw that in. No, no, point. absolutely. So this uh, fear itself, not only are these evil people getting hammers, or even good people getting hammers and turning evil, like the Hulk turns into Claw, which is Hulk backwards, but That's he's... Uh, Claw! Yeah, Claw! <laughs> that just sounds... Uh, it's like dumber than it's, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it's like the Hulk but better. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be too mean <laughs> but he doesn't just play with Play-Doh he eats it yes. mm. it's not good yes and then, so. and then you have Ben Grimm that got a hammer as well that was great because he's a good guy and he started, goes on a rampage and uh, I think the, the kids uh, Franklin and Valeria are with him and then Fantastic Four kind of swoop him out at the last second because they're like, this isn't you. Please, you're still in there. But then Frank is like, I got this. Because yeah. <laughs> he's an Omega level Omega mutant level. that creates his own universe. He's a yeah, reality shifting but not in the same way Wanda is. And Wanda's one we'll talk about later, but uh, Wanda Maximoff. But right now, Sin. She uh, ascends to this level where she kills Bucky Barnes, who is Captain America at that time, and this is right after Cap was killed and he took it on the role. He shows up with uh, Natasha, Black Widow, and uh, Falcon, mm. and they're fighting against her. And she's like, "Ooh, another Captain America to kill," and fucking does it, just wipes him out. Dang, yes. it's wild, and like, everyone's like, "Oh shit, yeah. that was Cap." And uh, if there's no Cap, who's gonna rally us? Retreat. So she she goes through this whole process, and I think she would be a, a great villain for the new uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier Ooh, series coming up. Diversity. Because, well, that's the thing. Red Skull's been dead in the fucking movies. Yeah. Bring in his daughter. We've already got a new Captain America, you know, have her come in and really wreak some havoc on both that of them. That could be interesting. I would really like to see that. Long story short, bring her in. She dies. She replaces the original Red Skull on the, on the mountain. And he comes back because they switch places. They keep switching. Well, and in the comics, eventually, uh, the universe is rebooted in Secret Wars. She gets her oh, face back to normal, which is, um, it's a nice thing, you know? 
Um, but she's still doing just ratchet shit with Crossbones, who is also another Captain America villain, and they're just, like, fucking and wreaking havoc and then fucking some more and then shooting up some people, and it's this weird Bonnie and Clyde kind of deal. Okay. But she's calling the shots. She points him in the direction. She's like, go get him. He does it. It's great. But she also was um, a major player in the uh, Old Man Logan storyline, the the Dead Man Logan storyline, because in the original uh, Old Man Logan Red Skull had tricked, um, used Mysterio, uh, Mysterio to trick um, Logan into killing the X-Men, but that was an alternate timeline. The day had passed. Red Skull's dead now. And uh, she's like, oh, well, yeah, we could do that, but we're going to do it my way, and we'll use Mysterio. She keeps fucking up because she's not about world domination. She's about, like, robbing a bank, going off to an island, blowing the money, coming back, and doing the same thing again. A terrible villain. A terrible <laughs> villain. But also, I get it. I mean, that's that's like the it's us living day villain. to day villain. Yeah. If you're gonna be a villain, let's go rob the banks and spend the money on another island. Right? Hey, you want to go blow up that Avengers monument and then run? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and uh, when um, Miss Sinister shows up, she's from an alternate timeline, trying to get her to get back on course. Sin's like, you don't know me. You don't know the shit I've been through. I got. I, I released the serpent. Okay, I wreaked havoc. I, I've wreaked havoc before. I've tried the world domination pass. We can have Wolverine kill his friends. That's fun. That's a good time. But <laughs> you know what? Old. Yeah, it never gets old. You know, point him in a direction. <laughs> Berserker rage. Slice, slice, slice. slice. Yes. Snick, slice, snicked. Wow. You know. So uh, the reason I chose her is because she she starts off like you would imagine, but then she becomes her own person and doesn't fall into the tropes of here's what a villain needs to be, here's what a female villain needs to be, and here's how you should be your dad. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's like, no. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go, uh, you know, fuck over here and then, uh, I don't know, what do you want to do? Let's try uh, destroying the vision real quick. Great. Yeah, boom, he's broken. Cool, great day. I love her. She makes her own choices. Kind of the same reason I chose Gwenpool. Everything is, uh, you know, it's temporary. No rule books. No rule books. Word. Just fucking go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think that'll actually bring us to the end uh, today. Uh-huh. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Kels? I have no problem with that. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you both so much for being yes. here today. This has been a Thanks great for episode. Having us. The pleasure yeah. is always ours. Time. Yeah, please come back. We'll, we'll find uh, other topics that you are interested in and bring you back on the show. Addy, uh, thank you for being here. Anything you'd like to plug? Where can the people find you? And which, uh, what female comic book character would you like to see come to the the big screen or the little screen? Gotcha. Well, I'm at Leahy. You can find me on Instagram at, at @LeahyPie. I do lots of art, graphic design, that kind of thing. So check me out there. A uh, female character that I'd really like to see come to the big screen, little screen, have her own kind of thing. I think that Netflix should do a Gwen, Gwen Spider fucking cartoon. I think oh, Spider Gwen, yeah. Yes, it's Spider Gwen cartoon. I think that they could do that really well in the same kind of style they did the whole Spider Verse. The Spider Verse was really, yeah, it was fantastic. Mm, yeah, and that's still Sony uh, owned, yes. but they are talking about the next one being more focused on her dimension. Exactly. I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Leslie, same question. Where can the people find you? Anything you want to plug? And uh, which female character would you like to see come to the bigger small screen? I'm a little more boring, guys. I'm not a whole big social media presence. Um, Which is okay. So no hey. plugs there. Ah. <laughs> it could be anything you want to plug. Like you saw something good on Netflix or there's a place downtown that makes like the, some fucking amazing paninis. Oh my goodness. I know, right? The possibilities are endless. 
We're going to put a pin in that and I'll have it for next time. (laughs) Sounds good. But what I would love to see, just after you explaining Gwenpool, she sounds like an awesome chick to watch. I love her I think that would be an interesting and very entertaining Mm -hmm. and uh, show or, or movie and just all the different twists that right. could occur because she doesn't have a set of rules that needs to be followed. At all, right? Well, and I think with uh, how crazy Endgame was and how this new Loki series is going to mess with like time uh, travel and messing with the multiverse, and Ooh. then the multiverse of madness, it opens up the door to the crazier characters like Gwenpool. True that. I think we can use a little bit of crazy I think we every now it. and then. Gotta shake it up. Yeah, the straightforward mm-hmm. movies are fun, but they're a little by the book. Right. You get an Ant-Man in there every now and then. You get a Guardians kind of same deal, but... Then we got time travel, Professor Hulk, we got fucking Cap lifting the hammer, now we're having Loki go through and mess with shit. Come on, now's the time to do the crazier stories that they thought never thought we could. Yes. Kelsey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Do you like uh, Do you like Paninis? And Long Walks on the Beach. I love that song by Lil Nas X. You can find me on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Kelsey Show. You already know the deal. Yeah. You can also find me, like we always already plugged several times here, Yo, Where the Captures At, the second podcast on the Escaping Podcast Network. Word. Uh, and for us, um, character I want to see on a big screen, like I said it before, if you've been listening to this uh, podcast, give me a scene, a uh, prelude in Black Panther 2, or at least in Black, pa- Black Panther 3, as a young T'Challa meets a young Storm on uh, his travels. That's all you have to do. Set her up. And then giving me the solo storm movie, which I oh. har- have already said will make so much money because black women will come out to see black women. Well, and if you have her as a young uh, kid, then you have her dealing with the Shadow King. Exactly. Or like I said, you just put her in like in between, like in the beginning of Black Panther 2. Yeah, Don't yeah. have to bring her up. So when she does um, pop out, you can already have that established. And, and established she, fans will know a little yeah. girl with white hair. We know who that is. And then when yes. you see her again, she could be grown, she could be in the third one, or she already could be with the X-Men, but I just want to see that because, like we already talked about on the show, she's is so important. She's the number one female character at Marvel. I don't care what nobody says. The facts are the facts. The fans love her. The people love her. Quick question for you, Give though. a storm. How would you feel about them bringing back the same uh, lady who played Storm in the uh, with the younger X Men? Don't do it. Really? Oh, I, I thought, thought she was great. No, 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 no. <laughs> completely different. Don't do different that either. Set. Wait, wait. Okay. I, I need Did real you know Storm. The I need real Storm. I need an actress. I need fierce. I need strong. I need presence. I need all that. Don't do that shit again. Do not disrespect the Storm. Okay. Shit. Man, <laughs> wow. Um, well, you can find me um, here at the comic book store. You can find me online, Daniel Rojas, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I should probably start using that more for stupid shit, right? But See? I am there, uh, Blue Morpho, one word, the O's are zeros. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, in your hearts and behind your pillow. Uh, we are Escaping Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under the same. As always, we record Escape uh, Velocity Comics downtown, but... They don't, they don't always align with what we say, and we don't always align with what they say. We're diverse. We're uh, versatile. We're here and ready for you. So come and get us like a Little Caesars pizza. We are hot and ready. Uh, it, it, always gets weird. it always gets weird when I start doing those. Yes. Every time. It's not true because I'm always cold and ready. Oh. What, like Spam? No, like Don't ice. eat on Spam. I, I'm cold and unprepared like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Raw chicken? Raw chicken. More like an otter pop. <laughs> right. It's cold, it's unprepared, but it's delicious. 
Who making popsicles out of otters? Today we're going to leave you with Ghostly Steps by Had I Known. They're a local band. Brian Easton is the front man. They're amazing. We saw their show uh, a while back with... Uh, actually, you were there, Eddie. I was and there. And it was at Bar K, which is yes. a great local place. Check them out. They're fantastic. They, I think they have another show coming up uh, this month. I will go ahead and uh, find out the information about that, post it on with uh, this episode post, so check that out below. Thank you for <laughs> listening, everyone. It's been great to do this. Uh, we, we love doing it every week, and uh, remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And also remember, guys, if you ever feel like you can't break free, you can break the fourth wall of reality like Gwen Poole does and be an escaping. Stay on candy, y'all.